Slow Sip, a place of Christ-centered, candid conversations over a cup of coffee. My name is Ellis. And my name is RJ. Can't believe we're actually <laughs> putting this podcast together. Finally, it's been a dream. No. <laughs> <laughs> this has been my life's goal. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> but we started talking about making a podcast starting in COVID, like during quarantine. Yeah, it's... Honestly, I, from a year, more than a year ago. Yeah. yeah we it was, like, it oh. was kind of on our radar for a long time. Kind of on our radar. And we kept going back and forth about it. And then most days just completely forgetting that we wanted yeah. to do a podcast. But then... And then Sundays, we wanted to do them on Sundays. Yeah. But then Sundays are, you know, laundry, grocery shopping, meal prep, vacuuming exactly. day. Exactly. Um, but finally, like the other day, I was on the bus. And then I was listening to a song called... Um, it's by, like, Voo Worship or something. Yeah, uh, right. Speak to me, I think. Okay. And, um, I, like, the podcast came to my mind, and then I was like, God, should we do, actually do this? Mm-hmm. And then the song was like, speak to me. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I think God's speaking to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited to just, like, hop into and get started. Yeah. So, um, Ani, do you want to just, like, introduce us? Yeah, we're just two sisters. We're only a year and a half apart. Mm-hmm. Um, we're currently living together in Vancouver, BC. Yep. Um, and we've actually been living together for the past couple of years because we both went back to Portland during the pandemic. Right. Um, before that, we were living apart for a bit when I went to university and Arju was still in high school. Mm-hmm. But now we get to live together yes. in the same apartment in the same city, and it's so nice. Um. Yeah, so not only are we sisters, but we're, we're best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but just to introduce um, each of us a little more, so me, RJ. I am in my third year of undergrad, and I'm majoring in behavioral neuroscience. I have no idea what I want to do after undergrad, so maybe we'll figure that out soon. Ani? I just graduated from my undergrad this past May. Um, and I am now in grad school pursuing my master's of science in speech language pathology. Mm-hmm. So like Els was talking about, we um, are living together in Vancouver, BC, but we originally raised in Portland, Oregon. So that's where our parents are right now. And we are both third generation Korean Canadians. We also just wanted to talk a little bit about the origin of the slow sip name. Mm-hmm. If you know either me or Ellis, you know that we both love coffee. And actually, over this past pandemic, we would always have coffee time in the afternoons with our mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was honestly a staple that kept both of us sane, where we could just talk about different stuff going on in our life at the time, um, just debrief and drink a cup of coffee together. And also, I think related is the, the slow part of our name, the slow sip. I think during those coffee times and during the past couple of years, both Archie and I really really discovered what it means to actually just slow down, especially mm-hmm. in this stage of our lives when we're both um, university students in an environment where hustle and a fast-paced yeah. go, go, go is really, really valued. So I think the past couple years really showed us what it means to really, really lean into the slowness. And not only that, but to just feel so refreshed mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. So speaking of the origin of the name of our podcast, we thought that for this first episode, we would actually delve into the origin of the meaning of both of our names. 
So to start <laughs> off, um, I guess Argel, mm-hmm. I'll throw a question at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is the story behind your name? I feel like it would make sense to say yours first. Just because okay. you were born first. I guess there's a story behind both my full name, Elizabeth, and my nickname, Ellis. Um, so the story behind my name, Elizabeth. Yeah, how did, because honestly, I don't even remember how, like, Elizabeth came about. Yeah. Oh, because mommy. Okay, go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I guess the story behind my nickname, Ellis, mm-hmm. um, because obviously most people... When they have the name Elizabeth, they either go by Liz or Beth or right. Elise or something like that. Um, but my mom, so when my mom visited New York when she was in her 20s, so around our age, she um, went to see oh, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that's how it happened. Uh-huh. She went to see the Statue of Liberty, which is on Ellis Island in New York. Um, and then she told me that she just fell in love with the name Ellis. Mm. And so she knew that if she ever had a daughter... She would want to name her, her name her Ellis, but and then so, she liked the spelling with only one L. Exactly. So she liked the spelling with only one L, and then once she got married to our dad and everything, mm-hmm. um, they wanted to name their firstborn like a biblical name, mm-hmm. and so Elizabeth from the Bible. They really liked the name Elizabeth, so then they were like, "Oh, hey, perfect! We're actually going to, we can shorten Elizabeth to Ellis, and mm-hmm. it'll be kind of a unique twist." Um, but to call her Ellis as a nickname, so... Right. And then Elizabeth spelled with an S, not a Z or a Z. Exactly. <laughs> our Canadian <laughs> Exactly. So that's the, right. the summary behind my name. Right. Um, and then Hyanna was, um, given to you by Harabuchi. Uh-huh. So our grandpa. Right. So my Korean name Hyanna, so Kang Hyanna. Um, so that's my middle name. Right. Um, and then that one was sort of... Yeah, I don't remember because one time we were talking about the meaning of our Korean names, mm-hmm. and then I don't remember yours. Like I know the meaning of mine, but I don't right. remember the meaning of Hyuna. Right, right, right. We can get get into the meaning of our names later on. Yeah, but so RJ, if you want to share the story behind your name now, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. A lot of the times whenever I meet somebody new, they're always like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I've never heard a name like that before. Like, mm-hmm. what does it stand for? And so RJ stands for. Rotisserie chicken, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so my parents, they are the, like, it's not a nickname I gave to myself or anything like that. Um, so it stands for Ruthine Gina. So um, also a, a twist on a biblical character's name, but it's funny because they were actually going to name me Jemima, <laughs> like Jemima Puddle Duck or Aunt Jemima Pancake Brand. Um, and I don't know what I would have done if my name was Jemima. No, that's great. It's, it's great. a good name. It's a good and then name. they were going to nickname me Jemmy because uh-huh. Chemi in Korean means fun. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that would have been my name. But then it was crazy because one time or one night my mom was at the hospital mm-hmm. and then um, you and daddy were... At home, at yeah, home. she so had she a lot of still... complications when she yeah. was pregnant with you. So it was still, like, a little bit until I'd be born, mm-hmm. but she was just in the hospital by herself and reading a book or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or and I think I think Daddy was getting um, food, food from the oh. lobby or something. Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, so she was alone in the hospital room. Right, and then um, she was just doing her own thing, and then all of a sudden, she heard this voice, mm-hmm. and it seemed to come from, she said, like, the curtains mm-hmm. by the windows, and it, like, it scared her. Like, she was shocked, and she jumped, um, but the voice said... And her name shall be Ruth. 
Mm-hmm. And so she, like, got out of her bed, and she was checking behind the curtains, and, like, to see, like, just to make sure there's no one actually in the room. But she described the voice as not so much, like, it felt very real, like someone was in the room, but then mm-hmm. it also felt, I don't know, you know? Like, it wasn't just a normal person talking. And so right away, she, like, when my dad got back to the room, she told him, and she was like, oh, go look up what it means, because, you know, they weren't planning for this. Mm-hmm. And then my dad, or our dad, he went to go look up the name and the meaning in the book, the particular book of baby's names he was reading out of, said that Ruth meant a beautiful friend. And it just seemed to really fit everything else. Like, it just all fell in place. Like, for you, being my older sister, Mm -hmm. you know, this new baby was going to be a beautiful friend to you, like a beautiful friend to, you know, people that she would meet and stuff. And it just felt very, um, it made a lot of sense. And then they, instead of just doing Ruth, they wanted to put also, like, a spin on it. So mm-hmm. then our dad was looking at different variations of Ruth. And then they ended up finding Ruthine. So that's R-U-T-H-I-N-E. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so that's how I got my first name. Yeah. And then I've just been Ruthine since. And then my Korean name, also given by our Hadabaji and um, following the Ah character. So right. Jean Ah. Right. So, and then... My parents were like, oh, we'll nickname her RJ. So then I've been called RJ for pretty much my whole life, Mm -hmm. um, ever since I was a baby. And then all my friends, when I was, like, in preschool and church friends and stuff, they would call me RJ. Mm -hmm. And then I only started going by Ruthine in first grade because um, when I was a kid, I didn't like putting only RJ at the top of my paper. So I I wanted to write a longer name. So I asked, (laughs) I was like, can I go by Ruthine? And the parents were like, of course. (laughs) So then I went by Ruthine. Pretty much until I graduated high school, mm-hmm. um, but then all my close friends still call me RJ, and now in university I go by RJ, and I just feel like it matches me mm-hmm. a lot better than Ruthine. Definitely. But I like it now when people call me, oh, Ruthine Gina, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, that's a perfect segue into, since you discussed the meaning behind your own name, mm. um, and I guess the meaning behind the name Elizabeth. Yeah. So Elizabeth basically directly translates to consecrated to God. And consecrated, I guess, can be defined as having been made sacred. Yeah, so, yeah. like, that idea of being consecrated to God, I think you don't really understand that when you're growing up and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But just with these two pieces of your name, like Elizabeth and Hannah, I guess, how did you feel about that growing up? Yeah, did it, like, affect the way you looked at yourself or just how you interact with people? Like, right. how did you feel about that? Yeah, it's actually so funny. So, growing up, especially in elementary school, I remember... Actually, I so I never hated my name, but mm-hmm. I remember whenever I, I said that my name was Ellis when I first introduced myself to someone, then they would always mispronounce it. So right. they would always say Alice. Um, and then if they read the name on paper, if it was a substitute <laughs> teacher or something, they always thought that it was Elise. And so I think for a long time growing up, I was a bit, I don't know, I just, part of me wished that I had more of a quote normal name. Mm-hmm. So a name like, I don't know, like Emma, which is now my Starbucks name, but (laughs) a name that's just more straightforward and people just understand right from the Um, Mm get-go. And then kind of related to that, I remember also in elementary school, for some reason, I was just so embarrassed to have a Korean name as a middle name um, because everyone in my grade had just such simple middle names. Because I think think this idea of like not liking your name, I think a lot of... Asian, Canadian, Asian American, mm. 
yeah, people who don't have your basic white name, mm-hmm. they all sort of go through this common experience. I think so. But yeah, like the elementary school we went to was very white. Mm-hmm. And so I think like in those developing eight uh, years that we had, it was very much like an individual experience that yes. we couldn't really relate to other people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so that is very much in contrast with where I were both at now, I guess, with whenever I think of my name, um, I honestly really love my name because I feel like it's it's unique in a way where I've never really met anyone else named Ellis. Yeah. Um, and now I know that if someone knows my name, if they pronounce mm. it right, if they know I'm Ellis and not Elise or Alice or anything like that, I feel like I'm just more known. Mm. Um, and I'm like, wow, that person has actually taken the time to get to know me mm. at least a little bit, to know right. my name enough. Um, and so now in that sense, I... I love the name that I go by, my nickname. And then now kind of growing up and growing in my relationship with God um, to know the meaning of my full name, Elizabeth, I think is something that's also very mm-hmm. special and something that I can kind of remind mm-hmm. myself by as, as an identifying marker of who I am. Mm, I mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. That's so... It's so interesting how when you're young, mm-hmm. all you want is to, you know, fit in and to yeah. be normal for people to just like not notice your differences or anything like that. Right. But then as you get older, at least in Western culture, right. um, where it like emphasizes individuality and stuff like that, I think, yeah, you want a part of your identity to be unique mm-hmm. and be like, wow, this, my name makes me special. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and, like, you can have a very common name and still be special and unique. Exactly. But, um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that leads us actually into kind of how names can set us apart as individuals. Right. And what it means to be set apart. Mm, so, yeah, for you, RJ, how do you, how do you think that your name has kind of been very much tied to your identity? Mm. And what does it mean for you to be set apart? Yeah, that's what, yeah, wow. Because actually with the Christian club that I'm part of at University University, um, we're sort of doing um, Bible studies by monthly themes. And our first theme was all about identity. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that entire, it was literally two weeks, but that whole time span, I was just having these crazy realizations about my own identity and all these things that I placed my identity in. And um, one of the, passages that we studied was the one where Jacob wrestles with God and just where he goes through a name change where he mm-hmm. goes in as Jacob um, and then he wrestles with God and then God renames him as Israel and this whole concept of his name changing mm-hmm. just made me see how much I put my own identity in um, in terms of relational things about me because mm-hmm. I think my personality is naturally very per- people oriented like we both always say that we're people pleasers yeah that's mm-hmm. probably you know one of our um the things that we have to work on the most mm-hmm. like I said when I when my parents named me a huge part of that like it means a beautiful friend mm-hmm. so my name literally is relational having time to reflect on the fact that my roles in my life don't define me the only thing that defines me is my relationship with God mm-hmm. and how um, like that relationship is what, yeah, what defines me so that I can be a good friend. It's not that I am a good friend. Like, mm-hmm. yes, that is a part of me, but it's not like everything that I am. And so um, I think I've always been very 
almost proud of mm-hmm. having a name that means a beautiful friend because mm-hmm. it's sort of just like inherent to who I am. But I realize it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. think, I feel like in today's society, and this is kind of straying away from name origins, um, but to mm-hmm. kind of just lead to the purpose of this podcast overall, in today's society, so much of people's identities are in a way being forced um, to stem from your accomplishments or mm-hmm. the work that you do, the degree that you earn, how much money you earn, whatever that is. But I feel like talking about the origin of our names is a really good reminder that, like Arjun was saying, that our identities are not they don't stem from these external sources in this world, Mm -hmm. even if society just, you know, kind of drills that into our minds. And then also, like, rewards that part. Exactly, exactly. But to um, to really be solid in the knowledge that our identities are really in no means shaped by what we do on this earth, but just in who we are and who we were created to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was this... There's this verse that comes from Jeremiah 1.5 that says, um, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. And another one from Isaiah 43.1 that says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many of mm-hmm. these verses in the Bible, just God speaking to his people and reminding us that um, even before we were born, even before we were, you know, formed and our mom's wombs that he already set us apart and mm. at that time in our lives we hadn't done anything like we weren't oh, even born dang. but to know that he already knew us by name yeah. and there was nothing that we had to do to earn that but to know that our identity is not attached to anything that we do on this earth really yeah the cra- i think the crazy thing too about acknowledging that your identity lies in god cuz like what does that even mean right mm. Like, okay, so your identity lies in God, good for you. Right. But I think that there is a, like, an actual tangible feeling that you get when you know that. Mm-hmm. Like, this this concept of resting on the weekends, which, like, Christians call Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, Sabbath is basically this gift that God has given us saying, okay, work hard on these days of the week. Mm-hmm. And then on the seventh day of the week, rest. Like, don't do any work in the fields. Don't. And then that translates into our modern day of, like, you know, don't, maybe, maybe don't study, maybe don't mm-hmm. um, worry about all these different things that need to get done. Because to Sabbath, not only shows God, like, Lord, I trust you, and I know that you're going to provide, mm-hmm. where maybe I feel like I need to work, but even if I don't, you'll provide. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, because Sabbath was made for us, for our benefit, mm-hmm. and for our gain. And at least for me, when I tangible or when I take a day and I'm like okay I'm not going to do any work I'm going to be very intentional about um you know either reading the bible or just being with people I love that Mm -hmm. sort of thing that rest the feeling of rest is so deep and fulfilling Mm -hmm. even to the extent that the next day when I look at all the work I need to do I'm like wait I actually don't have that much work I need to do and so I think that concept of not putting your value and all of your eggs in the basket of what does the world tell me I need to do to be successful? What does mm-hmm. the world tell me I need to, um, like how to live my life in such a way that's productive or um, 
like realistic mm-hmm. or that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, no, I know that God, my relationship with him defines who I am mm-hmm. and how that impacts the people in my life. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to acknowledge that. And then, yeah, like that peace and that that feeling of, wow, I feel rested. Like after yeah. you wake up from a really good sleep, like that's honestly the feeling. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like it's so hard to do that, um, especially in our society today where it's just, you got to hustle, you got to, you know, you got to make your way to the top and all these different aspects. Um, so I feel like in a way, taking time out of your weekly schedule or whatnot, it's very counterintuitive. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's so, it's so funny in a way that when you set that time aside to intentionally rest, because in no means is it like, oh, you know, I'm going to be lazy today and I'm not going to do anything. YouTube. Exactly. And I'm just going to forget all of my responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not that yeah. at all. But to intentionally set aside time, whether that's an entire day or just a few hours or just even an hour, you know, but to intentionally set that aside and to, um, make the time to do the things that just bring you joy. I Mm. feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like Sabbath and resting is, it's just a gift that God has given us to be able to partake in because when we truly rest, that's when we can gain that refreshment and Mm. that renewal that will set us up for the rest of the week yeah and it will propel us to be able to do our best work in all of the other days where god has placed us whether that's in school or in a new job or as a parent or even as a friend or any of those roles Mm. um when we set aside the time to rest and just be in god's presence yeah we're able to do those things so much better. Yeah, when you're talking, the wor- like a word really popped in my mind. It was empowered, mm. and this idea that God empowers us. And just going back to like this idea of names. I think when I was growing up, I really was empowered by my name, mm. and I think there there's a beauty to that in the sense that it's like wow, I have the privilege almost of being a good friend to other people, mm. and because that is who like the identity I've been given. I am going to live that out and I'm going to own it almost, Mm. you know, like I'm RJ, like I'm going to be a good friend. And I think that's lucky, not lucky, but it's fortunate that I had a name that allowed Mm. me to do so. But what if your name means this? Or what if your identity is this? I don't know. Remember the book, The Tale of Despero? It's basically this children's book where there's a mouse and during his birth, like his mom is in a lot of pain. And so his mom ends up naming him Despero, <laughs> which I think is French for despair mm-hmm. or like pain or suffering. <laughs> and it's like, okay, so what if you're given that name? It's like, okay, do I let that name define me? And is right. that the name that's going to empower me? Like, obviously it can't empower you. And so even though we both, I think, have names that mm-hmm. empower us, that isn't like our identity. Like our identity exactly. is the fact that we are children of God right. and that he has called us he has set us apart and he has called us by name whatever that name may be you know it's like a god-given identity Mm -hmm. um just like jacob like he or like i was mentioning earlier in that bible study it's a very strange passage but jacob his name originally means 
heel grabber because he when he was born with a twin and so when he came out of the womb he was literally grabbing onto his ankle twin and his whole life he's like a moocher he's like a leech right right. and then all of a sudden he wrestles with god and then now his new name is israel Mm. which means wrestle with god like overcome and so um Mm. this idea that it doesn't matter what either our identities in the past have been or who we've been defined as by other people it's like no God is the thing that defines us mm-hmm. and we can choose to literally soak that in every day and especially in these moments of Sabbath where you can really rest and like you said recenter on that truth mm. and then that's what empowers you like no longer am I putting so much of my identity in my name or mm-hmm. me being a good friend which I think I realized a lot in um the identity theme yeah but the fact that no, it's about me and God, and that's what empowers me. And in that, I'm able to be a good friend, and that makes me a better friend than I could have been as just RJ. Right. Like the beautiful, like a beautiful friend. Right. It's God who made me that way, and it's God who continues to reshape me to, to grow into that more. And then for you, consecrated to God, uh-huh. like that you get to journey through this and figure out what that really means mm. to be consecrated to him. And how it's not something that has been assigned to you or a mm-hmm. burden to you. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, no, you just have a relationship with Jesus. And that name becomes beautiful. Right. That gets to boost you almost. Right. But it doesn't define you. Thanks so much for listening to the first episode of The Slow Sip. As a final word of encouragement, here's a Bible verse from Isaiah 43.1. It reads, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine.